Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. Happy 22! I know you're not supposed to say, like, Happy New Year after, uh, what was it, the first week of January, but, uh, whatever. Happy New Year. I hope you survived Omicron and are, uh, healthy and safe and listening to this podcast and excited. I got a good one for you. Uh, I've got the crew from live from a studio audience. Uh, the Facts of Life and Different Strokes, production designer Steve Olson, set decorator Jerry Kelter, and art director Raph Linden. And I, it's, it's a good one. It's funny. And um, such great talent uh, between the three of them and Jerry Kelter. That's all you got to say. I mean, need I say more? Um, I wanted to maybe throw out a little suggestion to you. I do a lot of audiobooks, and because I have an hour, hour and a half commute every day, it's awesome. Um, and I listened to this book called At Home by Bill Bryson, and his book goes quickly kind of through the history of, um, let's say he's, I mean, he starts with, uh, you know, the, the front door, and then he goes into the kitchen or the hallway, and all of these little tidbits of information of why things are called things like room and board because you know boards used to be just on people would rent space and then they would have a board on their lap that's where they would eat and why they're called borders and like things like that it's you know why do the chimneys or the bricks that were used in chimneys and it was really fascinating and now my husband's listening to it so I'm kind of listening to it again loved it the author also has a book called The Body, in which he does the same sort of little snippets about your your whole body, your brain, your circulatory system, your eyes, your ears, and all these little tidbits. It's just a really good read. But the at-home one for designers and decorators and everything I thought was really interesting, and I would recommend it to to everyone. So uh, go, go, go read that. Go listen to that. That's a good one. At Home by Bill Bryson. And he narrates it, and his voice is kind of weird, but I like it. I liked his voice. Um, really can't imagine anybody else reading that um, type of book. But, yeah, good one. I've been watching a tad bit more TV because my I'm done with my show. I'm done with the second season of Rutherford Falls with production designer Kathleen Wadowski. It's cute. It's a cute little show on Peacock. I don't know when season two is going to air, but it's eight episodes. It's quick, right? I started that in October and I'm done. So good experience and always working on the Universal a lot is like a little bit exciting and kind of feels like a, a little base of a home now since I've done Good Place there and, and now this. So yeah. It was nice to be back. The, the commute was awful for me. But it was nice to be back on the lot. And so, yeah. Um, 
I love Afterlife on Netflix. I don't know if anybody else is a Ricky Gervais fan, but not quite design-wise, but the <laughs> the show is good. It's very dark humor. The I think it's the last season of Ozark, the half season. We uh, we paced ourselves. Took us a week. Really good. And then we just started watching Yellowstone, which I was in. And now we're like episode seven or eight, and it's it's the production value is really good. The design, like they spent some coin on this, but it's kind of a soap opera. Like I don't know, I keep like I'm all of a sudden I'm expecting like aliens to show up or something, and I love me a Kevin Costner, but I don't know. I might bail on it or at least put it on back burner. Yeah. So also in films, been trying to catch up on those too the tender bar who the production designer Kalina Ivanov uh, I have a previous episode with her so if you want to hear a little bit about the tender bar she was either starting it or filming it at the time so she does talk a little bit about that I thought the power of the dog was a really good film it surprised me I didn't really know what it was about and I thought it was pretty good house of Gucci looks really good the costumes the hair and all that I mean Pacino. I don't know. I, I liked it. I like the book and I like the movie. I've watched French Dispatch, Dune. You know, I'm not into Dune, but I can appreciate those sets and everything that took to get done. That was a, that was a big one. Um, what I do love is I uh, love me some Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I just thought that the way they pay tribute to the original Ghostbusters and well, that script was really good, and the sets are great, so I really enjoyed, <laughs> enjoyed that. That's my best picture of uh, 2021, and um, <laughs> award season is upon us. The SDSA Awards, um, the nominations, and the voting is open, so get on that for nominations. It's open till 2-11. If you are an SDSA member, you can vote. The ADG Awards... Voting is now open till March 3rd, which is why um, I'm talking with uh, the production designer and crew of Live at a Studio Audience on this episode. And I don't know, I don't really know how these films and TV shows can really compete with each other anymore because everything's so good in its own capsule. And everything is, you just know everyone just busted ass to get all this done. I can't really look at a lot of things that are a lot of, uh, you know, shows or films that I feel like, oh, that was just handed to them. You know everyone from the designer down, the graphics, the lead man, you know everyone's busting ass to get everything done now and... We've all done it. All of these pieces, I think, mostly have been done during COVID. So that layer that has been put on to these productions that are now into award season, I just think everyone should get an award. I just think it's a lot. I think we've all been put through a lot. And, and um, I don't know, getting a little... Getting a little cynical, I guess. Instead of one winner, everyone should get an award. I actually don't believe in that, so I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. So if you are a voter in the SDSA or ADG, get in there and get your votes in. 
In this episode, I speak with production designer Steve Olson, set decorator Jerry Kelter, and art director Raph Linden. Full disclosure, (laughs) I had contacted Steve and suggested adding Jerry because I'm friends with Jerry and I've been trying to get her on for a while and we're always busy and she's busy and she's always working and I could spend hours talking to Jerry because she's Jerry Kelter. You would learn so much from her and and she's been around for a while and she's she just knows things and she's she's fantastic. So as I'm about to like set up this interview, I realized that I didn't ask the art director to be included and I'm friends with Raf. I don't I don't know. I I'm just disclosing that because I felt like an asshole and I say it I, we, we say it and you hear that we add him in the middle of this podcast. So I forgot about my friend <laughs> and I hope he forgives me. That's all I know. Um, I don't know. Blame mommy set decorator brain. I don't know. So I'm embarrassed about that, but we'll get over it. I'll buy him a drink. Steve Olson has five Emmys and five ADG awards and 25 nominations to boot. He started in theater and moved to live programming and then multicam. He has done shows like The Oscars, Titus, How I Met Your Mother, Superior Donuts, The Cool Kids, and so many other multicams. And um, just a really nice guy. I don't, I've never really heard anything really bad about him. That's cool. <laughs> Super nice. And he gets to work with fa- my favorite people like Jerry Kelter. So um, Jerry... Jerry Kelter is a set decorator with some, I think, some of the best, like, pop culture films under her belt. Break into Electric Boogaloo. She's going to kill me. Moving Violations. Come on, Richard Pryor. Once Bitten, Jim Carrey. Friday the 13th Part 4. That was a good one. The rest of them? Uh-uh. Weekend at Bernie's. Hot Shots. And then Part 2. She did Body of Evidence, Airheads, Metro. And then she started her TV career. Sullivan and Sons, Last Man Standing, Rules of Engagements, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And she just keeps keeps ticking. She owns a prop house. She's a mom. I, I mean, she's she has it all. She is amazing and really nice and sweet. Um, Raph. Raph is Irish and has a background working with like Roger Corman I never knew about and came to Los Angeles. He's worked on shows like The Biggest Loser, Baby Daddy, Atypical, Saved by the Bell reboot. So these three are now nominated for the ADG Award for their work on Live in Front of a Studio Audience, The Facts of Life, and Different Strokes. It's really great to hear how these three collaborated to make these iconic sets come back to life. From the linoleum floors to the moldings to matching furniture to a T, these three and their crews brought us to the back in the day styles of these hit shows that we always remember. I hope you enjoy. twice in the same year for Emmys and beat yourself, right? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Wait, uh, I have it. I'm trying to think 
I don't know. I don't remember that. Yeah. I, um, I, I know do. I was probably nominated once, twice in the same... Oh, it, because it was for How I Met Your Mother and the Oscars. Yes. So yeah. you were... Wow. Yeah. You were nominated. And, and that was that, for the pilot of How I Met Your Mother, and that won over the Oscars. Which is kind of embarrassing, because that's my mentor, Roy. <laughs> Roy. And you... But you... But you won for the Oscars. All right. Winner, winner, winner. I mean, I... Oh, because I, I, maybe we won for the Oscars, too. <laughs> because it's in a different category. Now, listen. I don't, uh, was... Since you, since you want to jump right into your awards, I see how this is going to go. <laughs> you brought it up. You, <laughs> you've been nominated 14 times for the Emmys. You've won three, four, five... I mean, you won consecutively in the one year, which was, like, unbelievable. You won... On, on How I Met Your Mother, we won for the first four years of the show. 2006 through 2009, you won. So that's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You have ten Emmys? No, no, no. I have, uh, I have five Emmys, and I have five Art Director's Guild awards. Oh, maybe that's... I'm sorry, I went to ADG. I skipped there. You yeah. five and five. Well, you got two pair. You got a pair. <laughs> Ten pairs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe we, he should give us some, right, Kimberly? Yeah. 80, that, that, that damn ADG always eludes me. You've been nominated 20 times Yeah. Well, and five wins. It's hard. This, this this one makes 21. But 20 yeah, it's And I've I've been in the in the ADG 22 years, maybe. Wow. Maybe it's 23 now. Yeah, I, I guess I joined in, in 1998. They, um, I was here, I had been here a year, and I was doing the Oscars as art director. And they said, um, uh, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm art directing the Oscars. And they go, you got to join the union. I'm like, thank, <laughs> thank you. I've been trying to. That was when they used to be kind of really tight and closed. Right. And so it was really hard to get in. And then the leadership changed, and they just reached out. They said, you got to join, and if you don't join right now, we're going to blacklist you. So I joined. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was seriously what they said. We're going to make Oh, it. I believe it. I absolutely believe it. Like, I, I joined and then and, and gave them all the money, and then I said, I don't actually want to do this anymore. Can I get my money back? And they were really? like, no. So we'll hold it for a year, but you can't have your money back. Cause oh, wow. I don't know. Because I, I got in and I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm finally going to get to work. I'm finally going to get to get hired. And then I was like, I don't know. I want to decorate. What am I doing? Yeah. Like, I don't oh. want to. So, yeah. So, I'll hold it over them anytime I ever want to get back in. Like, I already gave you money. <laughs> but. Is it a lot of money? It was like five grand. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it was back in the late 90s or what yeah i was like it was like two well it was like 2005 i think 2004 i think it's a lot more now yeah it's like 8500 for decorators almost almost 9000 i think to get into 44 when i joined it was like five which was enormous like yeah like years ago when you were like, but it was before I, you know, owned a house and I could barely afford a car. And I'm like, oh, where am I going to get five grand? I <laughs> begged them. I said, I can't, I don't have it. Can I play within like the next six months? And they were like, no. And I went and I cried. <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> and it worked. They let me pay <laughs> over the next couple months. And thank God they, Paul Aarons, I think, uh, was the guy who uh, helped me out there. So 
cried for I cried. I cried, and and I told him my my. I was like, "Look, my whole family's union. Like, I want to get into this. Like, whatever, get me in so I can work." And uh, it worked. I got in. Now I'm paying and paying and paying, <laughs> and I still have to fight to get paid. So it's cool. You're not still in the ADG, are you? Did you? No. No. I was. So I was only in it that one year, ish. I wasn't even. It was like less than a year, and I was like, I don't. Actually, uh, and they were like, no, we'll hold your, we'll hold your money and your days for a year. Cause you have to have so many days per year to be eligible for the ADG also, I believe, oh. or at least it was, it was something like that. So, yeah, I also realized like 20 minutes ago when I was looking at everything that I should have had Raph, your art director on here too, cause I'm friends with him and now I look like an asshole that I didn't I was thinking that too. So, maybe we save the talk of the show for Raph, and I ask you about you guys instead, and just maybe, how did you get into this? I mean, how did you get, how did, why did you want to do this? (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, I, I was an art student. Um, I was an art student, and I thought that I was going to go from art into architecture, and, um, and that, um, that didn't happen because architecture is hard. Yeah, and I was. I went for architecture too. I couldn't do. I couldn't do the physics. I couldn't do it. Yeah, all the, and I. I was I had gone halfway through my college education and I hadn't taken the right classes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yeah, you need to go back, and now you need to take structural, you know, statistics and whatever, all these things." And I'm like, "Okay, cancel that." <laughs> and uh, a professor um, in the design department in Madison said. Um, uh, I was working on a show doing props and he goes, um, Hey, you can draw. Um, do you want to take a design class? And I'm like, sure. And so I took a design class and then the next year he said, okay, you've got a main stage show. And I'm like, I guess I'm designing. <laughs> so it was like a Sam Shepard play. And, um, and then he goes, um, you should, uh, you should go to grad school. And so I went to NYU for grad school. Well, who's paying for that, buddy? That's a good idea, but... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was cheaper back then. Yeah. But, yeah, then I had to call my parents and go, uh, my professor wants me to go to grad school. And they're like, oh, okay, where? And I'm like, New York University. And like, okay. They didn't, <laughs> like, the, they didn't like the idea of New York. Was, that, were, was it was it the uh, design program? Design, yeah. It was a, it was, for film uh, and TV or for, or, for, for, for theater? It's It's both. Like you did, you would take, um, you know, opera design, set design, uh, art direction professor at the time was Steve Hendrickson. Oh, wow. Who, yeah. And, he, and, um, so, um, yeah, we did, we did all, all of the above and uh, it was the three year program and got out of that. And I worked on Broadway for 10 years Wow. doing like, you know, Broadway show associate designer, designer. Yeah. Was that an easy transition into then going into the live events because you are already designing for live pieces i guess yes i guess because um i was designing all the theater stuff and then um roy christopher production designer um uh who did you know fraser and murphy brown and wings and all those shows did the tony awards and he came to new york and was looking for an art director to art direct the tony awards somebody who knew theater and that was you know i got hired and 
uh, we probably did four Tony Awards, and that you know every year he would come to town, and he would go, ah, you you should really come to L.A. You should come to L.A. You should do this in L.A. You should you would really work a lot in L.A. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm a theater guy. I'm a theater guy. And then um, like in '97, I after the last time you know I worked with him on, on the show, and he goes, you should really come to L.A. And I said, you know. I was talking with Nancy, and I think we're going to come to L.A. And he's like, yes! <laughs> and so I, I flew to L.A. and was the art director on the Oscars, like, later that week. So, like, I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, didn't you, <laughs> did you grow up watching? I mean, I never missed the Oscars. I, I think once in my life I was on my honeymoon, I missed the Oscars, as good or bad. I've never not watched the Oscars and sat there like in my, I mean, was that blowing your mind? <laughs> I mean, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. 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 And we had a, we had to design the Oscars once in my art direction class. And I thought, when would I ever get to do this? <laughs> I mean, this is not ever going to be a thing I'm going to do. Um, Did you pull out I, your old project and be like, oh, look, it's already done. <laughs> it was so horrible. It was so bad. I did it in all Memphis Modern. You remember in the 1980s, there was Memphis Modern, all the geometric shapes <laughs> yeah. and bright colors. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. It'd be cool now. It might you be. could throw that you back. Be... Throw it in now. Use a little fresh, a fresh uh, <laughs> uh, history tour. Yeah. True. So that's the so whole the live the live thing kind of came through that, and then doing the Oscars and the Emmys and all that, and then Roy one day said. Uh, Hey, you want to do a sitcom pilot? I'm like, yeah. And then we did Titus. And so he production designed it. And then he said, just so you know, if this gets picked up, I'm not mm. doing it. You're doing it. <laughs> so, and I went, that's great. And that ran for two and a half years. So. You did 52 episodes of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And it was, I didn't, I had no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm designing, but I had never d- done a sitcom before. So it was all learning you know it was like right in the fire and um and they didn't have a basic set you put everything new on stage every every week i mean you sometimes you would design a set and they would go that one's going to come back and you're like okay and then but the next week there'd be you do a giant snow mountain on stage or a giant bridge that somebody so they had they didn't have like a living room like did they have a like their their Base it like their, base their home base. But it, didn't, it didn't stay up. Wow. It, you maybe it didn't play every week. There was it was just something strange every week. Or was, maybe they go to the dad's house, and so you'd have to. So maybe there was three sets that would. Well, that's kind of fun. Day. I mean, it was it, great. It, it was a ton of work, but I didn't know it. Right. I didn't know that it was different. <laughs> it's like it was. It was uh, just what it was, and so. Um, Fox was producing it and the construction guy was just like, this is crazy. This is, we're doing so many sets. And I'm like, I, I don't write them. I don't write, you know, just look at the script. Who was it? Tiny or Goyer? Who we were? <laughs> tiny. Yeah. Tiny. Was it tiny? Yeah, it was tiny. But, you know, he pulled it off because he, he had, you know, 150 guys working on, yeah. you know, eight shows. And it's so a business. we had a giant set suddenly there would be all these guys that show up and they would, they would get it done. I'd have to so. say, I mean, I think the same thing about Bones, like my first like real decorating job is like, oh, yeah. how did someone let me <laughs> decorate that show? 
Um, we were doing plane crashes and, and real, like, trains being turned over and, ho- like, exploded hotel rooms. It was, like, the best decorating school, but for real. <laughs> that yeah. I, I always think, like, I don't know how, I don't know how lucky I am, man. That was, show. I, I learned so much <laughs> on that. But, yeah. It's, it, it just, they throw you in there and you, you have to, you're, you know. So, yeah. that's, that's how I learned and. And um, and I think it got got nominated for Emmy. We did not win the Emmy, but we did get an Art Directors Guild Award for that. So for for Titus, I really can't and, keep uh, track of all of your awards. Let me. I gotta look back again. I mean, no, no. Ten and ten. No, five and five. What did you say? Five and five. Uh, you might, you, it must have been nominated. I don't see. I only. Well, I wrote down how many were nominated, but then I only put the winners on here. And then yeah. I was like, oh, I should have went. But, uh... Looking at IMDb? Yeah. Oh. On IMDb. You're so clever. Anyway, that was a, it was a really fun show, and it was crazy. And, um, yeah, I just, it, it was, it was, and I still have people come up to me and go, oh, I love that, but it's usually like a transpo guy, <laughs> or like, or like some carpenter somewhere. Um, uh, and I asked, I asked Roy once, I asked him at some awards thing. I go, have have you watched Titus? Do you, you know? Do you what do you think? And he goes, Oh, I can't stand that show. <laughs> <laughs> he said the guy is just angry and yelling at the screen. And he goes, When I come home, I can't watch that. I That's think funny. I I think I caught a couple episodes because he was a comedian, yep. and so it was like you know you want to see how it transitioned. Um, well, Raph is joining us. If that's hey, okay, Raph. should we let should we let him in? Uh... <laughs> Sure. Ding dong, Raph is here. He's connecting. What perfect timing. Hey, Raph. Hi. Hi. There you are. How's it going? Excellent. <laughs> I, uh, I started this off by saying I feel like a complete asshole because <laughs> I invited these two onto the podcast and then didn't, didn't think to invite you and I'm friends with you. <laughs> I know you're such an asshole. I know. <laughs> and then I didn't think to include you just now. They did. <laughs> I was Jesus. just gonna keep going, and then they were like, "Should yeah. we call him?" I was like, "Oh yeah, let's uh, let's get him on board." <laughs> um, we were just uh, we started to talk about how we were gonna get in. We didn't talk about live yet because okay. I wa- we wanted to wait for you. But I just was asking Steve how he got in, and now. I'm wondering how Jerry got into this whole whole world. <laughs> well, I'll I'll be brief. I was kind of similar. I went to college in uh, Vermont in Bennington College, and I studied theater design. And I um I I was into I was into um, theater before I got to college. And I worked with this um, crazy lady Meredith Monk, who was an amazing like improvisational wow, yeah. kind of icon. And I worked with her as a kid. I took theater games classes, and I toured with her. And um, they took me. They went on a tour to Europe, and they, you know, took me along when I was fifteen. I didn't know. Oh what my god! How and so awesome. when I got to college, I, I that was sort of I I kind of that was my thing, and and I ended up finding an amazing mentor, uh, Tony Carruthers, who was my teacher there. There were four design students in this college of six hundred with a big theater department. So I got like to do lots of plays every year. um, And and I was a set designer. And then when I, my mother was an antique dealer 
and in, in New York City. And when, um, so she used to rent to set decorators all the time. And so when I actually graduated, she got, she talked some decorator to hire me as a PA on a movie in New York. And um, I, so I, I did it and I was like, blown away. I was like, <laughs> okay, there's no turning back. And I, I stayed in New York about six months after college trying to kind of connect to something and nothing happened. And I moved to California and literally started working. I mean, you know, New Yorker coming to California with New York energy. Yeah. Everything was so laid back in LA. I, I did very well. I, I mean, and I started by um, doing American Film Institute and I, and I started set decorating right away on second year projects. And I did three of them in a row in one in this one year. And then some producer from that, one of the student producers invited me to do a, my first paid job, which was in, um, in um, Washington. So they actually took me on the road, oh, wow. and, you know, gave me four, I think I made $45. <laughs> like, amazing. But it was like an amazing experience. It was a period piece. And then I was hooked. And then I just started working from there. Well, I don't, I, wait. Was Washington eating Raul? No. The Washington was a, a film called, it was a film, it was called Ritzville. And it took place oh, in this 80, town. Yeah. And, and it, it took place in this town in um, in uh, Washington, right the year the, the volcano erupted. Oh, And fun. so it was amazing. I mean, I was there. I mean, I probably will die of a young age with all the, you know, whatever. <laughs> But we were there when Mount St. Helens erupted, and the entire town was um, covered in volcanic ash, and it just looked like it was snowing, and you know. But it was good lighting, <laughs> probably. Yeah, we had antique cars everywhere that were just completely covered in dust, and yeah. So. I uh, I do I, I need to ask you about eating Raul though. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. So, so, so Eating Raul was done in like six weekends. Like the the I believe that who was the you know who was show it was he was also the star but it was his script and whatever. I think he's died since. Um, was um, you know we put together enough money for a weekend, and um, and so I just was like always helping out and doing whatever, and I was very new. I had no idea what I was doing. And, um, you know, once again, and we just did, they, they go, okay, we're here, make it look like this. And so we just, you know, with no budget, we'd empty out our houses or move things around or empty out his house or, you know, just kind of shop from who's ever, you know, it was, you know, it was very put together. Very yeah. I don't, I mean, it's, it's one of those movies I probably wasn't allowed to watch, but still watched when I was very young and it always has stuck with me. And now it's on uh, TCM. Oh, I gotta look at it. I yeah. haven't seen it in all, since then. It's on so. TCM, but you also, I mean, you, I mean, you went right into film, which, I mean, you have, you work, you did like four or five movies a year. I don't even know how you slept. It, it looks like. Bad, it was a lot because um, what happened was the, um, <clears throat> I got, I hooked up with uh, our director named Joe Gare, uh production designer Joe Garrity, who's actually the head of American Film Institute, the, the, the art direction department now. But, um, and, and him and this art director, Patrick Tagliaferro, the three of us became this team and we just were very popular in the non-union thing. And we just went from job to job to job. A Zoom thing. It was amazing. It was really fun. 
Yeah, we just got hired a lot, and um, you know, but we couldn't we couldn't crack the union to save our lives. So it was eleven years of non-union. Oh wow, isn't that bullshit? You're sitting there working. You're doing the same job. I I was I was kind of anti, like fuck them if they don't want me. True, true. I'm with you. But now that you probably made more money. Well, I mean, now that I want to return a few years, you know, I only have 25 years instead of, you know, 36 or whatever they, you know, however they come up with the number or whatever. But anyways, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get back to a couple of your classics that you worked on because I need to know. (laughs) But, uh, you want to, you want to go, Raph? There you go. My set designer was saying goodbye. leaving for the night, so (laughs) I'm still at work. So first of uh, all, it's four thirty. Where's he going? <laughs> I, yeah, I know exactly. I was in before him this morning as well. Mm-hmm. What uh, what brought you over here? Were you working in Ireland? Yeah, yeah. So what what happened was I um I used to work in the real world. I used to work as a graphic designer, and uh, I was trying to get into the movie business. And Roger Corman, you know who Roger Corman is, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm got a bunch of money from the Irish government to set up a studio in Ireland. So um, I got contacted by some random guy who got a job as a prop master on a Roger Corman movie. And he was looking for someone to do graphics, like do fake newspapers and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I'll totally do that. Love to do that. Knew who Roger Corman was, obviously. He'd seen a bunch of his B-movie horror stuff. So this sounded great. So I uh, I got hired on to do that, and they all loved me. And um, <laughs> about a week later, the prop master guy said, "Hey, I'm quitting the show. This is bullshit. <laughs> you want to be the prop master?" <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, sure, okay." So you know, and then someone was say- saying to me, "Well, if you're working for Roger Corman, like just never say no. Just say yeah, Roger. I can figure it out. Yeah." So you know, that's that's how you do it. So. I I started doing it. We were making these god awful like low budget horror movies in Ireland, and you know we were doing martial arts movies, and you know we're supposed to be sort of Dublin. So it's supposed to be like New York, but it's like you know it's the west coast of Ireland, and we had to make it look like New York or whatever. So that was fun. So I learned a bunch of stuff from that. So I was doing props, and I wanted to do art direction, production design as well there. So I was getting little bits on Roger Corman movies. You know, we would design some stuff. Uh, you know, Roger would say, hey, I bought this stock footage of this spaceship, you know, going into an asteroid or whatever. And we got to build a spaceship that kind of looks like this, and the interior and stuff. So I did a bit, some of that. But there was a lot of American production designers coming over working at his studio in Ireland and they were like, Raph, you'd be great. You should go to LA. You'd love, you know, you'd get on really well there. So I ended up coming out here to LA and I got a job um, as an onset dresser on a really bad gangster rap movie <laughs> in, in like 1997. And I was working, like just got here on a Saturday. I was working on a Tuesday and you know once again it was a situation where everyone started quitting the movie and the prop master quit and said hey would you want to be the new prop master so once again i got promoted to prop master so um i kind of sort of felt my way through the business and then i've worked on so many low budget roger corman movies i was you know well 
able to work on the indie movies in the 90s here and then i kind of segued into bigger movies later on um and bigger tv shows so and then you know got into the union as an art director and um the rest is history as they say <laughs> 25 years later i'm still here <laughs> isn't it crazy how I, I mean i we i don't know about you but i basically live my life of like oh that was that was bone season six that was a oh that was park season four when i met you or like yeah you don't even yeah, think of crazy. years anymore you just think of like oh that was the season yeah yeah I, I mean i'm working at um well it's called las palmas studios now but it used to be called hollywood center studios <laughs> off santa monica and i was walking around on the stage and i was like oh my god like i was here 20 years ago 2001 yeah. doing a horrible mtv show and i was trying to find my old office and i couldn't find it you know but it's just i was like oh my god i've been here so long <laughs> and that's that's where we did the first season of titus Oh, really? Oh. That, that oh, Bringing it around. Okay. Bring it around. <laughs> I may be sitting in your office, Steve. Yeah, you might actually. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't updated anything. It's still the no, same. It's still no, the same it's office. Still, it's a fresh that, that was Coppola's studio, too, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Maybe. I think so. I Oprah Winfrey owned it now. Does Oprah Winfrey own that? Oh, that no. was the WB, the lot that she turned into Harpo or something, I believe. That one up near Formosa Bar? Yeah. That yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm up the street from that. You're up I'm off Las Palmas oh. and Santa Monica. So. Um, so how did you three get together for a live from a studio audience? Well, <laughs> gosh, that's, yeah, that. Um, Steve, how'd you corral that, these two crazies? I, well, I'd worked with both of them before, but True. separately. I worked with Jerry on Cool Kids and... Uh, some pilots, right? Cool yeah, Kids, yeah. Cool Kids and, is a really good... I wanted to talk about that. I mean, that cast and how like how funny it was. It I was mean, great. We loved it. I mean, insurance-wise, I don't know how anybody could insure that show with all those great <laughs> actors being that old, but, I mean, it's pretty... It's a really funny show. I don't know if uh, people should it, check it that out. It was great, and then it, it was, the cast was great, and then their guest stars would be great, too, because it was... All these, you know, 60, 70, 80-year-old guest stars. And, um, yeah, it's it's still puzzling why why that didn't it, go I know. any longer. I think it was the whole Fox changing hands. One, one season it went? 22 Just episodes. Season, yeah. yeah. One full season. One like, full, so 22. 22, yeah. 22. I know. It was great. It was great. And then I did a show with Raph. We've been talking a lot. Like, I would... Every now and then he would send me something or, you know, hey, are you, what do you got? And and it would, it would never time out. And then um, there was a pilot that Jerry worked on called United We Fall, and I didn't work on it. And then then uh, um, then I got a series, yeah. and I called Raph, and I was doing another show at the same time. And um, so I was going to be running two art departments, and I called Raph. And um, and he could do it. So so Raph and I did United We Fall, and then and then you know this show came up once again, kind of out of the blue. I got a call one day from from Bernie Visca, who had done the first two versions of this, right? With All in the Family and the Jeffersons and um, Good Times, and he said, "Hey, um, this new version, this live three, is coming up." 
um, and I can't do it because I'm 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 booked. I'm booked, and I can't be driving from Bradford to Sony. And so um, I just called John Spector at at um, Sony and said, um, "Hey, I can't do it, but um, but you should call Steve Olson." And I had just sent John Spector like my resume and said, "Hey, I'm available." Like two days earlier. Look at that. And so he called me up and he goes, "Hey, good timing." Yeah. When I do a show, and, I, and I'm like, uh, I, I mean, I immediately thought of Jerry and Raph to to do it, just because I've just been working with them, and um, and uh, we, I mean, we started right away. I think Jerry was finishing up a project. Raph and I started almost right away from um, from home, from home, yeah, working from home because it started so fast they didn't even have offices for us yet. And how so, much how much prep do you have on this before the the shoot date? Well, the shoot was December Jerry got 7th, two days, so... and you guys got eight weeks. <laughs> eight weeks, <laughs> ten weeks. Come on, we got it was a long time before shoot, but they were building within two weeks. Construction started two weeks from the day we started. Yeah, we were we were still drawing plans, and they were starting. Now, yeah. we, we hadn't even got approval, right? We had to on um, certain things. And it we was kind of crazy because there, there really wasn't a, um, it wasn't structured like a sitcom is structured or like any kind of TV show is structured. Yeah. We just got hired and started designing. And um, at some point, you know, we, uh, we brought in the construction guy and we go like, here's the drawings. Um, we, need, we need to get a, throw some, some estimates at this. And then we sent them the, the estimates, and they were really high. The director didn't come in for quite a while after that, um, Jimmy Burroughs. I think we sat down with a plan uh, and a Zoom meeting and kind of talked about just the positioning of, of things. But, you know, the... the Did you have the was, original plans? We found, um, not right away, but we did find through Sony, through uh, Sandra uh, at Sony, mm. she found... The um, some of the original elevations of different strokes, and um, and she found the original elevation plans and elevations of the, I think it was the third season of um, the Facts of Life. But we ended up not doing that season. We did a different season with a different set, mm. and she did not have the drawings for that. So that one we had to, we had to sort of generate from pictures we did both of these from photos because the plans were pretty kind of sketchy they were nice but you know hand-drawn kind of loose and um we had to figure out a lot of stuff from photographs and um just sort of you know what is that detail what is that molding what is that column yeah um, i mean jerry what... jerry how many episodes did you have to watch to go back and look at furniture and just say the hell with it i'm using this chair <laughs> You know what's interesting? Steve did an amazing job before I got there of really screen grabbing. Mm. I, I mean, you know, there was no, I mean, but he, I mean, like an encyclopedia of screen grabs. It was amazing. And he kept sending me information and sending me information. And um, yeah, I, I think I only watched like three episodes of one and like a couple of the other, like not hundreds. Right. Because I, because they changed so much season to season that I then got confused. Do you know what I mean? Because right. like, the sets really change, you know, the next season or, you know, and some of them, you know, I have to say, I don't know, you know, I, I, Steve would probably agree in rap that, um, you know, some of them look really like seat of their pants kind of sets. Right. And you were like, how do we take this and 
like elevated right. to keep it true to itself. But like, you know, I, I think I, you know better, Steve. But wasn't there like outside of one of the windows was like a blue sheet? You know, there, was, so... there was some really sketchy stuff. <laughs> yeah, and some of the photos. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, we had to we had to kind of dumb down our thinking in spots just to kind of like figure out what they were doing. I suppose it was it was very well, kind of. A lot of the stock sets and stuff they use, right, Steve? Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, I mean, that that designer was known for doing a lot of heavy molding. He was like the molding king. He would do so much <laughs> molding, and you could see that in um, in different strokes. Um, he just really went to town with that. Um, but so I think they built for what we caught, what we did. They those were all original sets like that that um facts of life cafeteria that was built right. specifically for that um that show but it, it um uh it, it was baffling sometimes because you'd see see the bedroom door open and then you, you it, it, there was backstage like they forgot to put a wall they didn't put a return yeah it was something you know it was a sketchy. So, so and i think that they also would move the sets in and out you know they had um two sitcoms on a soundstage and they would, they would alternate days, but then they would move these sets in and out and they got really banged up right. um, and you could see it on camera. And so, you know, obviously we, we were trying to make everything look as good. No as onset possible. painters but, back then. No one, to, like, <laughs> no one to help out. I think they were painting in a, in a dark soundstage because sometimes it, things look like they didn't match. And Did, was there a discussion with the directors of, I want to keep the same angle for this shot? Or was it, did you have to alter the design of the, th no, of the walls? No, no. In fact, Jimmy Burroughs would not watch the, <laughs> um, any of the, the, the shows. He would read the script and that was what he honored was the script. But he had new actors, different actors. He had yeah. to explore it all. I like that. I'm, I go for yeah. that. I don't, I mean, I'm, I like that too. Because I don't want to be influenced by things. So we just did every, we just did everything as much as I mean really tall sets. Uh, they were twenty feet tall um, in the main room or eighteen feet tall. The kitchen was eighteen feet tall. It had a spiral staircase. Yeah. In it. So there were and we didn't know what he was going to shoot. If he was going to have them come down the spiral staircase, there was going to be a shot up. So we had to do some ceilings and it was pretty big sets. Um, the other show was a little bit more straightforward. Um, sitcom they kind of started in the one room and they went into this room and then they came back into this room and then it, it was sort of a finish and um that was more about uh character and and um and and sort of the plot um, uh, jerry jerry do you think you found any of the original pieces over there warner brothers or anything like <laughs> or the sconces so came on every so often we came on things that were so close yeah we like, oh my god like Somebody, I think some, uh, uh, one of the people, one of the, in the, in the uh, prop house at, at Sony came running out with like an olive oil bottle that they had made the graphics and he was absolutely sure it was from our, you know, made for our show. So of course we put it in, but oh, like yeah, it was fantastic, but, you know, just for kind of, but, um, the one thing that I felt like the hardest part for me was that the set for different strokes like it was so the furniture was so mismatched all the furniture some had white finishes some had gold some were natural wood and like i just was like it just they were odd mixes right and so you know that was my biggest dilemma like do i get it all there and then get the painter to tie it all together like i just was 
It was, it was, it was the thing I worried the most about, and in the end, it worked out perfectly. It, it worked out great. Yeah. 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 yeah because you had the tones. I mean, you had all of the 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 palette was so good, and then the you know the fixtures. I know that the sconces really came out to me, and the moldings and that staircase, and like, I I just. I actually want to sidebar, like, why wasn't I invited to this if Boys to Men was going to be there? Because oh. <laughs> that, to me, I was like, can I download their version? I need to listen to this. I love Boys to Men. Yeah. That was pretty wild, yeah. Yeah, that, that was actually amazing. I was on stage when they were rehearsing. Ah. And they, they were just, you know. They're amazing. I've seen them twice. You know, they were just making it up. Yeah, and they had all those backing singers and, they were just there with the pianos and they got all the lyrics for the songs from different strokes and stuff and they were oh. working it all out. It was pretty cool. What I, I think I was too old because I didn't really remember Boys to Men and what? it wasn't like a big deal to me and I remember the nineties, Jerry, you weren't that it was the nineties. I mean, I was asleep or stoned or something. <laughs> I don't know. It just wasn't my thing. I, I don't know, but like it was weird because I remember walking down like one of the streets in, in uh, Sony with the onset dresser and I was saying, okay, this is what's happening and this is in it and aren't we excited and we're so happy to be there. And then I mentioned Boys to Men and he like, well, you. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's like the biggest deal in like the whole fucking world. And yeah. I was like, I had no, I was like, I don't even know who they are. I didn't know. I didn't know I was going to be delighted that way until they said singing the theme song, and then I got super like, "Oh my god, this is oh my god, this is fantastic, this is perfect." Whoever thought of that should get every award. <laughs> um, and it was great. They they used the set really nicely. They yeah, did the staircase. yeah. We, we put the majority of the budget was in that living room, and yeah. it was the shortest scene of the whole night. It was maybe. But that one sticks out to me the most, to be quite honest. Yeah. I mean that and the bed. I mean, I'm going to assume right. that you you made the bed. We had to build the bed. Yeah. 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 Um, what I couldn't figure out is number one, am I being duped? Is this really live? <laughs> number two, since it's, I'm assuming this is live. Is this all? Are, are these all these sets on one stage, or are you switching stage. it out? It was live. Right. It was all on one stage. It started at. What was it 5 30 yeah 5 30 something yeah. like that and um the facts of life was was done with the right hand side of the stage we did run out of stage space but we just had to kind of bend the sets into the camera aisle and, mm. but yeah. uh, we and we did squeeze them together i mean w w what they said uh you know at sony was like no one's gonna know if that set is four feet smaller except that when but, you try to put all the actors and the furniture in, the furniture knows. Right, right. <laughs> because, you know, but anyway, so we did squeeze it as much as possible. We, we were fire lane to fire lane. Yeah. And it was all in front of an audience and it was all live. So There's maybe 220 something people in the audience. And um, there was like, uh, what did they say? Like 10 cameras? Yeah, there was there was like nine cameras on the floor, and they had a jib because you know it's like an unusual multicam. You have like three or four cam cameras, and then for this because it was a live show, they wanted to just keep moving, moving right along. So they would they had nine cameras, so they the camera guys would just jump over on the other cameras. So the camera aisle was pretty packed, and we we made a bigger camera aisle. Didn't we we
Boss. As well. So that, so, just to explain, so that the camera aisle you're talking about is so that the cameras can move back and forth to get the shots. It's between the audience and the set. It's like yes. a run. It's almost like a street of like yeah. cameras and, moving and, back and, and, and forth. In a normal multicam, you would have A, B, C, and X camera. You know, uh, but in this situation, we had nine cameras, so we had you know five more cameras and a jib as well on top of that for the live aspect of it. You know, because they mm -hmm. would cut to a commercial break and they do that wide live shot with a jib, right. seeing all the audience and the thing. So we had to kind of work out all that as well with the live with guys. You know, so it was there's a lot of people in that yeah. uh, in that aisle. Yeah, there's there's dozens dozens of people working um in that in that doesn't hour. sound very covid <laughs> you know that's interesting everybody was masked the actors yeah. obviously weren't and um and i don't remember any any cases of covid coming up but no. at, at the live show so they did the whole live show and then it was all like invited audience it was all you know uh, studio bigwigs and network people and agents and things like that. And then they went into the big main set to do a photo shoot with Norman and Jimmy Burroughs and all the actors and everything. And then everybody from the audience came into that set. So it's like 200 people in that set, mostly unmasked. It was frightening. It was like two days before we heard about Omicron. Oh. Like two days later. It, it, it was super spreader. Omicron. It was yeah. super spreader TV <laughs> it, it, it show. Was, if Omicron was invited to that audience, it would have been over, but it, thankfully not. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I heard any. No, nothing came out. But two weeks later, everybody did when you were done. But yeah. <laughs> so let me ask, Raf, from construction yeah. point to shoot date, what yeah. was what was your timeline there? Like when did um, when did you hand the set over to Jerry on time? Oh, I think we we were <laughs> right up Never. to up to we 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 were construction. I think we were about five weeks of construction, um, and then we laid the floors right at the end. And I think we were still painting the set when Jerry was putting her furniture in there. Always. Unfortunately, yeah, Always. I mean it was yeah. just kind of like touch up paint and touch up. Yeah. It, it, it had been painted. It was just sort of. Let's go a little further, right, Steve? It was yeah. Then we we actually had um, uh, painting a lot of uh, the furniture that came in, yeah. yeah, or some of it, painting yeah. some of the furniture and the and the little cupids that went in the niches, yeah, yeah. were just you know rentals, but they were fantastic. Um, and, and then they were hand painted. Hand painted, yeah. yeah. And Jerry, how many days did you have to dress? I'm terrible at these things. Um, I think what, I, I can't remember. I think we took a Saturday, right, Steve? Did we get? Yeah, a, it was, we got it was a right Saturday. after Thanksgiving, wasn't right, it? Yeah, yeah. You you had about four or five days, I think, overall. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, but you were like working was, with us because it was let so. Let me just tight. say that there was never clean time because the lighting department was coming oh, we, in yeah. as well. Yeah. So yeah. you know that we would do. You know, at some point we took the morning shift and they took the afternoon shift, but. It was very harmonious. I gotta say, it was the nicest bunch of people, from lighting to grip to like construction. Like everybody was just yeah. friendly and was like, okay, like uh, okay, lighting would go in the you know bedroom while I was doing something. Right. We just kind of negotiated. Yeah, it was, it was very great. pleasant. It was. It was you're right. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I don't remember having like in 
unless we took a Saturday to just have a clean day with nobody. Yeah. I think we did take a Saturday. Yeah. And, and we lost a day as well, because originally we were supposed to go out live on the 8th of December, and then for some reason it got switched to the 7th, so we lost a day as well oh. on that. Yeah. The other thing I was seeing in the credits is how many actor producers there are on that show. Did anyone try to give you input? That, like, or was it just, we know what we're doing, we've hired great people, you should go do it? Or was Jimmy Kimmel, like, giving, like... Never. Asking about a it chair. <laughs> it was the best, the yeah. best setup ever. I don't think we ever got any no notes. Oh, that's no. awesome. I think I, it was I, it was also a weird <laughs> thing because it was being run by a bunch of live people who do like you know variety shows and stuff like that. So there was never any kind of like we never had a, a run through or anything like you would have in a multicam. And there was never really any major notes. It was always like. Oh, just make sure, like, they have enough room for their wardrobe, you know, or their changing rooms back here. That's all they they were concerned about. There was never any, you know, oh, we hate that wallpaper, or you got to change this, right. or something. Was never well, that's anything. awesome. Just let us do, you know, they were like, well, we don't really deal with our departments usually, so we just do live shows, so you guys... Do yeah. your thing. They kept saying, "What well, didn't they keep saying? Oh, we're used to like crate paper and tape, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, kind of our department we're used to. Yeah. Fake scenery, and we we spent you know weeks building that that house with all of the the, the staircase newels and the curved railings, and all of that is just oh, built. Yeah, it takes okay. time, and oh yeah, you know columns and platforms and staircases and all the molding on all the doors. I mean, yeah. every single door was built and had had staff molding on it and just so much I, I think they walked through on one day and i think they were just a little kind of blown away by the scope of it that's and, fantastic and they, they just didn't come back <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just get it done that yeah. is be fantastic ready. just be ready so we were yeah yeah, yeah, for me, I only had one change, and it was a rehearsal situation where it had nothing to do with the set look, but um, John Lithgow is really tall, and at the point that he pulls out the desk chair and sits in the desk chair, it was really low. It was, I don't know, it, it, it seemed, right. scale seemed right to me at the time. It worked with the set, right. but he sat so long that he, so low that he couldn't get up easy. So we got a, you know, we got another chair. We put some extra foam. We got a, you know, that was the only note and it was, it was actor driven. I actually wanted to, I was going to ask you about that chair. I where did you get that chair? It's so eighties perfect, like clunky, like designed, but like simple. Which one are you talking about? The, the desk, the, the desk the chair, desk. Arnold's desk chair. Oh, I was talking about in the um, in the uh, different strokes in the actual the no, main no, room. Oh, 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 Jerry, oh! Tell her about those chairs. Tell me about I the chairs. Fucking stressed so much about those chairs. I was like, they're perfect. No way I'm finding these. The da, 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 da. And I started bringing in like things like from IKEA that we could like cut, yeah. modify, and maybe make a thing. Like what could we? And one of the buyers jumped on um, eBay. And in about an hour and a half of like really searching, she found two of the chairs. Exact, exact match. Like the cha- and like we were, I, and they were, you know, it wasn't a lot of money. I mean, I think maybe it was, we were talked about building the chairs. I mean, they were so iconic to the yeah. scene. And the same thing with the guy. The, oh, the, the wooden guy, the wooden guy. Oh, the man with the, with the train hat. Yeah, yeah, with 
train hat and a little handkerchief. I mean, I thought to myself, oh, we're building this for sure. And and the same, the buyer found it as well. Who was your buyer? Um, uh, what is her Chelsea. name? Chelsea. Chelsea Mondelli. What's her last name? Yeah, Mondelli. Chelsea Mondelli. Nice. Amazing. She was great. And Amy Strong was there for a couple of oh, days. Oh, love Amy. We, what happened was we were coming from another show. Right. So I was able, I had two buyers on the pilot, and I was able to move one over. So she worked before we even started, even though she's getting on the old, okay. on the other side. <laughs> we all and do then, it. Um, so she work really is work. got us going, and then Amy filled in, and, and then we were down to just the one, because we really didn't have the budget for two. Ah, that's fantastic. I was yeah. obsessed with the chair. I paused it, and I was like, they had to have built that. They had to have built that chair. It's so... Perfect. And it was so sturdy too. Like it was really a sturdy chair. Those are big guys. And yeah, they were big. Out of the chair. Yeah, they were jumping they were on like, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was a little worried because at one point he's slamming it into the ground. Yeah. Point. I'm like, ah, don't, don't break it. it. Have one. <laughs> don't break it. Don't break it. It was funny because when the when the when the when the the man arrived, the wooden man arrived. Technically, it's a it's a table. He folds so his arms and legs make oh, it a little cute. for a, for a kids room. And um, but um, <laughs> apparently, whatever house he was in, they were huge smokers. Oh. <laughs> and I mean, Roger had to air my lead man aired that chair out for like seven days. I mean, he's it, it was so pungent. It oh. like he was blown away. He couldn't believe it. He never had. But this one. Wasn't fabric. Oh, it gets and, in there. You're never getting it out. I mean, did, I mean, it must. You must have. Well, if you had Snoop Dogg around, it probably didn't matter. <laughs> have a new smell. Yeah. yeah. It was, I, really, it was, it was we, we got so lucky on both of those things. I was. I was. Really oh, bravo, lucky. bravo for that search and that. I mean, yeah. wonderful find. I, 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 enjoy, I've watched it. I watched it when it aired, and then I rewatched it this week. I think of all of them that I've seen. I think the different strokes and then the all in the family, I think are the best to me, but the different strokes, because I, I didn't watch all in the family, but the different strokes to me, I was like, Oh my God, Arnold's hat is there and it's goldfish. And like, I just loved it. I just loved it. You know what you didn't see, which was, I was thought was amazing. The rehearsals for the shows, they, so they, I guess they, how many days, I don't remember how many days, Steve, that the... I think they rehearsed uh, two or three days and then they started running it. So maybe, maybe they did a full four or five days of rehearsal before they had a live show. It was like a different show up until the live. Oh, every time. It was, in my opinion, it was much better in rehearsal. Because what happened is, as soon as it went live that night, this is just my opinion, the actors went, like, over-the-top goofy. They pushed it that they had never pushed. Did anybody, either of you guys think that? I, I think they kind of, it, it kind of developed because there were, you know, the scripts, they had the same thing in the rehearsing over and over and over. And I think they, we ended up doing a rehearsed version that was going to go out. We taped it. You know, and if there was any major problems, like someone fell down the stairs and they couldn't go out live, <laughs> they had it in the can that they could air this pre-taped right. version. So I think by that stage, the actors were probably, you know, they were kind of playing with different versions of the the way they deliver the lines, the jokes. I just, I think Kevin Hart was, I, I mean, I don't know that genius casting him that, but him being a shorter man yeah. worked. Yeah. And I don't, I, I didn't, a, the, the facial I didn't, hair didn't bother me at all. I believed he was like an eight-year-old boy. 
like, I, I think that he was the nucleus for the different strokes one of doing, you know, yeah. with Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Yeah. It was all about, because for like two years, they were, he was trying to play Arnold, you know. Oh, my God. And when... COVID hit and everything. So it was always, that was what kept it alive, was he really wanted to play Arnold. And have any of you done anything else with Norman Lear? I haven't, but no. maybe Steve has. No. No. I mean... Uh, it just it's yeah. mind-blowing that he's 99 years old right i mean it's and he was sharp as a tack <laughs> and yeah and you and know spry yeah and like at, at, at one time he was sitting by himself um you know i you know in between waiting for something he was sitting down he was all by himself and i went over and i knew someone that he knew from like 50 years ago like a professor at my college he has a house and where i went to college mm -hmm. and he was friends with this professor and i brought this guy up and his face lit up and he remembered everything and he was so like delighted that i stopped over he wasn't he wasn't precious or he was just so kind and oh, sweet and so happy nice. to have a happy to have the five minute chat about an old friend you know it was very sweet i thought that's it was great. great oh that's yeah. so nice i mean yeah. it's just it's amazing the volume of of television that he produced that was good. Yeah. Like it's it's ridiculous, yeah. really. I mean, you could you could talk about like an Aaron Spelling or something, but not a lot of that was good. <laughs> when you talk, I mean Norman Lear, it's like when you go back and watch Maud, and you're like that could yeah. air today. That should yeah. air today, but probably won't. Well, that might air. That might air. Yeah. I mean, that they're talking about maybe doing that next. What? Really and, and what else? Can Golden I, Girl. wait, did you say shush, like I shouldn't put, like I should edit that out? Just let me know. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think that's what they're talking about. I think it's being tossed out there that they're talking about Golden Girls or Maud or Sanford and Son. Oh, These are all shows that were, I think Maud was directly Norman Lear, but then some of the others were, like these two shows were under his production company. Mm. But, God. um. I'd do anything to do Sanford and Son. Oh my God. I, that would be I fantastic. Would, that would be my dream. That would be fabulous. And then you just have to figure out uh, on Maud, you know, just like who's who's going to do that. But that's that's a big staircase too, if I'm correct, right? Didn't she have a big staircase in her living room? Or am I wrong? No. She had a, yeah, she had a. I yeah. don't know how big it was, but it was that definitely was her main prominent in the set. Yeah. yeah. God. Um, Kimberly, I wanted to give a shout out to Stephen Raff about something they created. The, like the the wallpaper and, and oh, created nice. linoleum to match. I mean, I was blown away with how beautiful the details were and how Ooh, they worked on colors and sizes and you know it was very very impressive. I have to say. Thanks. Thank yeah. You. Good job, guys. Yeah, the uh, linoleum, the seventies linoleum in the kitchen was like you know. I went around to all the places, you know, the local vendors looking for something like this. And they were all like, you're high. I was like, it's for a TV show. It's in the 70s. I was going out, I was driving out to like Silmar to places and everything. And, you know, going to sketchy places in Hollywood. And I was like, I don't even want to park my car here and go to nasty guys. <laughs> and they got some 70s linoleum. So eventually we were like, I was talking to Steve and I said, listen, we can't find this anywhere you know let's let's just design it and make it you know let's have dangling carrot or trio or someone do it so we um we got our graphic designer 80 to you know do different designs and everything and, and it just turned out 
excellent. You know, we were yeah, able to control it. And, and, you know, I was terrified. I was like, when I said to Steve, I was like, let's do this. And then I was like, oh, my God, what if I've got this wrong? What's he going to say? <laughs> and uh, we, you know, because we had to get the angles right and everything of the pattern and everything. We worked it out and it looked, it looked, it looked amazing, Steve, didn't it? It, it looked, looked fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, you know, we're matching something that they used. And we don't know what made them choose that linoleum in the first place because it was very bizarre. Yeah. But so now we're going through all of this torture and, and ordeal to uh, to copy it as right. much as we right. as close as we can. And uh, and it looked great. So you know, in the end, but there was there was that was a uh, that was a really wild, bizarre kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Is um. I've ever made. I didn't look this up, and I should have done a little bit more homework. Is the original designer still around? I asked that because I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't know why I don't do this, and it's it's a weird thing. If I take over a show, I never seem to ask the past decorator unless I'm very close with them. Like, hey, where'd you get that, or what's up with that? Like. Did you, was there a thought like, oh, should we reach out if we're having such a hard time or do you just like. We did early on um, and uh, actually Bernie had tried reaching out to him uh, and to no avail. He didn't get a response. Mm. And I reached out to the art director uh, who's also retired and he got back to me and we chatted. He said, I have nothing on that show. I kept nothing. Um, good luck. <laughs> yeah, there was um, Chuck Murawski yes. and Don Roberts uh, did it in the later years. And then Chuck was also an art director and Dal Dila, Dilu? Dal Dilu, Dal Dal Dilu. Um, um, was working when I started. He was he was still working when I started and um, he had done uh, Cheers and um, mm. some other shows and we we had interacted um, back in the, you know, in the late nineties. And then he retired sometime after that. And um, I did call him and, or email with him. Oh, wow. And, um, and, but yeah, he had, he had saved nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know why I, I don't, I don't know why I, it's more of like a, I can do this on my own or like I get like, no, I can do this or, they don't want to be bothered if they didn't, I don't know. I don't usually ask uh, help from previous decorators if I take over a show. I don't, I think it's my own like weirdness of like, Ugh, I don't want to bother them or I don't know. That's just me. But I would, I think with something like this where they're celebrating it so much that if they had any recollection, I'm sh recollection of anything that I'm sure that they would be helpful in that. And help they, um, yeah, I, well, I know that our producers made it a point to make sure that because Chuck Morowski designed both shows, mm. he was the original art director, production designer of both shows, and so they they uh, made a credit that um, credited him with original original production design or original art direction, however it was stated, um, Chuck Morowski. So um, not to be confused with. They did want to list him as an art director of this show. Right. But he was got a credit for original art direction. Now, do we want to talk who you're up against? Do we want to? Who are we up against? Yeah. You? Oh, man. It's, um, it's, you're it's, up against um, American Express Unstaged with 
Zia. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that is. Is that? I think it's a commercial. A variety special. American Express on stage. There's a variety special. There's a comedy special. Jim Gaffigan, a comedy yeah. special. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Savage yeah. Xfinity show. And then Yearly Departed, which is a show, which I don't So I, unfortunately, uh, yours is the only one I'm seeing. And if I could vote. Yearly Departed, the one, which one is the, that's the one with, um, what's that actor's name? Uh, what, the Xfinity one? No, the Yearly Departed. Oh, is Yearly Departed is, oh, who's in it? No, no. I, I was it's like a stand-up thing or something, isn't it? Oh, or... yeah. I was thinking it was the one, I can't think of the one I don't know what it is. It's, it well, was we'll on Amazon. We'll have to win. I mean, we just win. <laughs> you just have to win. Oh, the Savage, Savage Xfinity thing, I think, is something Rihanna. I mean, it's a, it's always hard because only art directors and production, uh, only you guys are voting. Right. So you no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> I think Steve, can't we? The set designers and graphic designers don't they get it? Yeah, they yeah, call yeah. yeah. Call I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, yeah, anyone in the ADG. It's no, right. there's no outsiders. It's not like the Emmys where every other year or whatever, like yeah. uh, the cinematographers will vote in our category, or you know, it's just you guys. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just right. you guys that it's gave a, Steve five wins. <laughs> Well, I don't. I think how many, you... how many how many ADG awards have you won, Steve? Five. We already went through this round. Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I won five Emmys, but I wasn't sure yeah. what ADG. Was. Five and five. He's got pairs. Twenty-one oh, wow. nominations. Yeah, I mean, seven hundred and fifty-two nominations, and um and uh and some wins there. But yeah, and I I I'm assuming it's in person this year, right? In person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Like at the tux out. See if what is it? It's uh, uh, March 5th. Yeah. Saturday night, March 5th. I wasn't nominated, so I won't be there. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. It's a so Jerry, you gotta, gotta um, go get a, a dress. Remember oh, last time? No, not yeah. possible. A dress? <laughs> you don't have to wear a dress. You can wear a pantsuit. You can wear whatever you want, Jerry. Just yeah, make yeah, exactly. sure you don't trip when you get up to the stage. That's all you gotta be worried about. You sharp last time. Sharp. I feel you like I was. Whole, I think I was there. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Was that a? What was that for? Well, that, that, was was a, a, that was Cool Kids. Oh, that was Cool Kids. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Hey, I, I gotta, uh, Kim, just randomly, uh, with the ADG awards, is James Connolly still doing the red carpet <laughs> thing? Or did I? I don't uh, know, but I've tried to. Good. I've tried to get that gig. <laughs> I've tried to tell him that I would be a good co-host, and he's not going okay. for it. I don't know. No, I would be great. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really fantastic. I would yeah, love you to. You try and get on that with him. I don't. I, his friend uh, this is a comedian or whatever. He does it with her. Um, okay. I wonder. Uh -oh. I bet he's still doing it. Let me. I, I don't know if anybody has to go. I'll always and uh, I'm always grateful for any minutes you gave me. But I gotta ask jerry about moving violations and once built once bitten and like the patty hearst like all these movies that you hot shots and no one's seen what do you mean are you kidding me hot shots part two are you kidding me everyone has seen and and hot shots you did 
I mean, and weekend at Bernie's. And weekend at well, I didn't scroll. I know I'm getting that. Weekend at Bernie's is probably the biggest one. Oh my god. Yeah, but how was it working on these films? Like, did you know Jim Carrey was going to be huge? Did you make friends with him? No, we had no idea. That was a really fun movie to do, actually. Really, really fun. And um, you know, um, Laura Hutton. I mean, wow. It was it was caskets. It was it was fun and it was you know they were all medium sized but you know not not terribly low budgets but you know low I mean they were all non union films that you know just hit. Beacon at Bernie's was non union. Oh yeah, no that one that one I can't remember. I don't think I think it was union. Not eighty nine. Can't remember. And it went eighty eight. It it came out in eighty nine. I saw that in the theater twice. <laughs> Proud of it. I might still have my ticket stuff. We built that house with the pool and all the walkways. Really? We built from, and it was at a state park, and we had to take everything out, including, like, every nail. Like, it was in a, like, a, you know, uh, private reserve place, you know, on the on a beach. I remember there was a thing, there was a problem because the turtles were, it was like turtle hatching time or uh-uh. something, and... So the movie lights at night, the turtles were getting confused. These baby oh, turtles no. were going towards the lights. Bernie killed turtles. turtles. <laughs> <laughs> they shut us down. No way. They shut us down for a few days while these, you know, turtles were all hatching or something. I, I kind of agree with that. I don't know. I feel bad. And I mean, I, 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 the best set. I ever worked on was in moving violations. I didn't think anybody saw it, but it was a tree. It was a, an apartment, but there was a giant tree that was going through it. So it was yeah. kind of like a tree house set. And it was just, uh, it was magical to work on. I mean, I really fell in love with set decorating at that really? point. There was no turning back. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I really liked it from the beginning, but like, it's still maybe one of my favorite sets I ever worked on. Oh, that's, and it was a good experience. And it was like, was it, was it differently, differently, um, you know, some were easier than others. No. So, so you turn, so then you turn to multicam and then you were your multicam queen for like forever. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it had to do with having a munchkin yeah. and, um, you know, trying to, um, work a more, a more stable kind of a life. So yeah. that's about, that's it. And it was really hard to, I mean, it was so funny because, I remember Bob Strohmeyer gave me my first job on, um, a, 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 what was it called? Um, that's Life? Living with Fran? No, it was That's Life. That's Life. And it was uh, Alfred Molino and Betty White was in that. And, um, and, um, and I had to beg him, like, you know, because they thought, oh, well, you can't do sitcom. You know, you're not a sitcom decorator. And I'm like, excuse me i've done everything what are you talking about what can't i do and i really didn't understand until i got it and then i realized like there really is a rhythm and uh you know but once you get the rhythm i mean anybody you know if you can decorate you can do a multi-cam you just you know well it's hard i mean you I don't get... think i can do anything but a multi-cam because nobody wants me because they think i can only do multi-cams. well that's the problem that you, you people say oh you've only done tv you can't do movies tv's harder Shit changes every day. You got one script to go for like five months. I'm in. I'm working on something. I don't know. I don't know what's shooting tomorrow. <laughs> how am I? How is let me, how... My, let, let me check my email at midnight to yeah. see what changes there is. Yeah. yeah. 
What am I waking up to in the morning? I mean, yeah. you got to be kidding me. You can't handle the money. We spend so much money now on TV. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. crazy. But yeah, I mean, I I think I think there's a there's such as you said like a rhythm to multicam that I guess all of you can attest to of like you get a script. I, I I'm I would think maybe you get a little heads up. I mean, I'm sure with How I Met Your Mother, you were doing like. You were doing shoots not in front of the audience that would air. I mean, had you done... Nothing was in front of an audience. Oh. On How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. It was all just block and shoot. And we removed the bleachers and used the whole stage for sets. So that's why there was so many sets. And then we would change out. I thought some of it was pre-taped and you shot in front of an audience. No. I'm so dumb. So dumb. (laughs) Shoot out three or four sets on a Wednesday and then change it over on a Thursday, go out, shoot on the back lot at Fox, and then on Friday come in and shoot all new sets. And then somewhere in there we would shoot the basics. And so, um, but yeah, they would they would give us a heads up usually if there was something crazy coming, but usually we'd get a script and we'd just have to hustle. Yeah. Uh, you get you know, like a just, week. You get basically like five working days. Yeah. To, to and it was it, it was a rhythm. You got into a rhythm, and um, and that was great with uh, Susan because you know after you know you get into the Susan second Eshelbaugh. or third season, you're just thinking the same. Yeah. You know, you just it's all shorthand, and it's and you kind of you, you just kind of understand, and and we would just fly. It was just flying. It was great. It was there was really nothing like it. There was so much support from the writers, and. Um, and they would just, you know, we'd read the script and then we'd build the sets. And there was never any, oh, we were thinking it was more like this. Ugh, never. That. Never. It was just great. And, oh, and the same with the networks. Like they would come and they would give notes to everybody, but I would kind of be waiting there for notes and then they would walk by. And I'm like, I'm no notes is good notes. <laughs> and that's what, she, that's what she said. She says, listen, you don't want notes. Yeah. You're doing great, you know you're not getting notes because there aren't notes so it was that was uh unlike anything and i think i think the um the bar has been raised because of shows like how i met your mother where i mean jerry i think you could say like you used to not have a buyer or used to not be able to like now there's more sets to get done in one week there's more demand they're going here they're going there to make it more realistic and and competitive with single camera half hour shows or just one out, anything, just to level everything up. There was a lot of um, blame going on while Mother was happening. The other shows were saying, "You guys have to stop what you're doing. It's too much. There's too many sets. Yeah, it's making it hard for the rest of us." Yeah, and you know, but I, I certainly felt that as a set decorator. It's yeah. Like, you know, it was, you know, like they, and also what I didn't like about the show, I mean, I, I liked the show a lot, but, and the sets were great, but what it did was it, it invited the world to have these two minute scenes. Like it was a scene, yeah. a scene, a scene, a yeah. scene, a scene. It's like, does anybody have an attention span anymore? And it was sort of like, it gave way to the okay to have no attention span. It kind of fed the, you know, and that's what bothered me, you know, just cause it's like, you know. Can't we just sit on the couch and tell a funny no. story? <laughs> Drink some coffee, sit on the couch. No. Yeah, no, not anymore. Not no, anymore. None of us are sitting on a couch anymore. 
But just so you know, Susan Eschbach did not have a buyer. No, I, but she she had a driver. She told me once, I choose a driver over a buyer, and I was like, you're bold. <laughs> but she, yeah, she, I mean, all the credit goes to her. That's amazing. Really amazing. There was a never-ending energy. I mean, I don't think I ever saw her really exhausted. She was just flying the whole time, and she had a great lead man, great lead man. Ron Schumann, And he's right? the one, Ron, yeah, yeah, he's the one who interfaced with the producer all the time. And, and Susan would, too, but it was just so much stuff. I can't even, I mean, trucks for days. Yeah. yeah. They had a huge staff and, like, trucks coming and going constantly. And, and just I scheduling know. the labor because you'd finish and then you'd have to load out all these sets because the next morning or the, by midnight new sets were coming in. Just, you know. Logistics of that. Um, yeah. And, I mean, a testament is, I mean, winning is one thing. Winning twice for the same show I think is very hard. Four times. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> like, that's, that's what they said. It's, it's, a, it's amazing. Amazing. Kimberly and I are like, Kimberly and I are like, why don't you guys just like, is like, isn't four enough? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you just sit one out, Susan, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know. Uh, anyway. Oh, I've asked. I mean, I'm pri- I mean, I've had conversations like, where are they? Where are your Emmy? Like, what are you doing? With, like, I, it's fantastic. And I think, you know, uh, a, a conversation that Jerry and I have had many times is the ebb and flow of awards for the work of multicam. And it should be recognized. And I think the ADG, uh, you know, separates that category. You have your own category. You're recognizing this type of show. And the Emmys don't have that. And I think that's a real downfall. I think yeah. at this point it needs to it, be recognized. won't come back now either because they've just changed the rules. It's not the rule of 14 anymore. It's the rule of like 27. So you have to have, you have to get 27, um, uh, 27 uh, shows in a category in order to have your own category. Wow. Uh, it used to be 14. If you have more than 14 right. submissions, right. you can have your own category. Wow. Now it's, it's 27. Um, I just want to go back and, and just say uh, Richard Walker decorated uh. the pilot. Of How I Met Your Mother. Of How I Met Your Mother. He's, yeah. he's a gem. Yes, Richard, yes. We love and, I had, I had He's a gem. Kind of worked, I don't want to say exclusively with Richard, but we did a, quite a few shows leading up to How I Met Your Mother, and then we did two shows that season, How I Met Your Mother and Hot Properties, and I wanted Richard to do both, and they were at different studios, so that wasn't going to work out, but we got the studios to agree to let him do that, and 44 to agree, everybody agreed and he got offered a one-hour show, and he took it. <laughs> Bastard. 208 episodes of How I Met Your Mother. That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. You know, um, Something Kim, like 1,200 was... sets. Ugh. 1,200. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then a lot of them repeated, so there was thousands of sets, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. That that, that's individual like sets. That's not yeah. um, sets per That's individual sets. Uh, um, I, okay. I wanted to bring it back for a second to live. Because the thing is that we all worked so hard to get these sets done, right? And it was very disconcerting after the live event that there wasn't a series of 10 following it. Like, well, did right. You did all this work for a winner. Like, and and it, was, yeah. it, was, it, was a, it was kind of a, 
it was sad because we we all fell in love with the work and with the sets and we were very it was a, such a great experience and a team and yeah it was like they're tearing it down. yeah there was no you know there wasn't 10 more episodes you know and, right. and it was so cool to work on something where you were recreating something from yeah. the past yeah you know, i, I do it exactly yeah. right that's, I just, you know, because every day, like you're, you know, you're designing home, designing a, you know, police station or, you know, a restaurant or something. But to to be able to design something that's, you know, something from the past that everybody, it's an iconic thing. You know, I was talking to the actors and they were just like, it's, this is just amazing. It looks so good. We're just blown away. You know, it, it helps them. It helps them. Parents. It definitely helps them. They're yeah. in that mode. They're in that mindset. They walk in that stage and that's they're there like it definitely yeah. lends to it yeah, yeah. no i mean it's it, it's fantastic i i thoroughly enjoyed it i probably would watch it again i mean it's cute i would i would yeah. i'd watch it again for boys to men i know that <laughs> um i do want to ask raf just about i gotta ask you about biggest loser oh my god okay, <laughs> okay i i mean i watched that's, that's so many so many seasons of Biggest Loser. I don't know when I gave up finally, but like when you have to design like the challenges and everything, are they, are they, do you get like, oh, this is what we're going to do this season? Or is it like, hey, in two days, we want these people to like jump on a huge like seesaw? <laughs> Literally, it would be, you know, it would be spitballing all those ideas. And usually what happened was like at the beginning of the season, you had, you know, oh, 20, 20 contestants and they're all totally out of shape. So it was always like, well, we got to design something that, you know, Hey, whoever makes it to the top of the stairs wins the competition, you know, right, right, this week, whatever. And then as it went on, there'll be less and less people and they're getting more and more fit. And like literally, you know, by the end of it, when we came to the last few episodes of the season, these guys were like super fit and yeah. they were, you really have to, you know, think hard. It's like, okay, well, we got them, you know, to abseil down a canyon now or something like that, you know. So it was always some kind of craziness like that we'd have to do. So we would always have to kind of work out with the – they had a whole games department, and they would come up with some, you know, whacked idea. And then, hey, we've also got, like, a, a product placement from Krispy Kreme. So we've got to incorporate that into the whole thing as well. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. so we'd always have to, like, deal with that. So. God. But was it fun or was it sad? No, it was fun. It was fun. It was definitely good. It was always kind of, like, kind of sad at the beginning when you see them all trying so hard. Yeah. But then it was always fun when, they, you know, they get through it and stuff. And at the end, it was... Uh, you know, it was like, well, I hope they win, you know, because they've done, they've worked so hard on this or whatever. I loved it. I loved it. I, I loved it when I watched it. I loved yeah. it. I, and it, I found it, was, it inspiring. I, I, I know that there's like kickback on the show and everything, and I think it's canceled, but I really yeah. liked it. I mean, unfortunately, I think they made those people go a little too far, but it made for yeah. good TV and they're all alive. It's not like right. the housewives where people are killing themselves. Um, right. But you also, rec did you recreate anything for Saved by the Bell? The yes, we yeah. did. We, we did a lot of work on that because we had to basically take, they wanted the old cast and the new cast together, obviously. So the thing was, it was supposed to be the same high school, 
from 1988 to 92. But it was also, you know, it was 30 years later and Mario Lopez is now like the coach of the school. And, you know, um, so we, we had no plans or anything from the original show. And the original show was also like a multicam. It was set up that there was no fourth wall. So we had to invent a new design for the whole thing. So they really wanted the Max Diner, which was, you know, the place where all the kids hung out back in the day. And it's got a very 80s look to it. And it's got that neon and like the the glass block and... Yeah, and then it's got the Memphis design style which is all that colors and the shapes and stuff so that was like very iconic so we had to go back in and we looked at so many episodes of screen grabs and basically we kind of worked out the floor plan of the original set and then it was like well you know we need a fourth wall so we built the whole kitchen area which they never went into in the original show so yeah it was a lot of work to get it all right because we had to go through so many approvals with the NBC and the execs and everything to get this, you know, they, but once we built it and we copied, you know, the VCT tile on the ground, exactly right. We got the door heights, right. We got everything correct, you know, and when the cast, the original cast walked in there, uh, you know, Mark Paul Gosner and Mario and all those guys and Tiffany Amber, they were like, this is like oh my god i can't believe this like, That's this is awesome. like we were back in 1988 you know so it was great to do that and then we also did the um stairway the original stairway from Sarah by the bell which always came down we built that in and we used that as the anchor point for building out the rest of the school from that the corridors off that so it starts off as that and we kind of transitioned the walls and the VCT tiles on the ground into a more contemporary 21st century design. Mm. But we always had that area. So they would walk through it or they would start there and then they would end up in this super modern cafeteria or whatever. So it was a great callback. You know, everybody loved that as well. No, bravo. From what I've seen of it, I mean, I I scanned the first episode just to like have a recall and I was like, oh, look what they did. That's so cool. And I'm sure... It was great. I, I have to be sure that the actors appreciated that so much. And the younger crew yeah. walking into that and probably feeling, hopefully, a lot of pressure to keep it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, the, the, the younger crew loved it as well. And it was funny because you'd have, like, we had, like, a, a payphone in the Max Diner. And they were like, oh, check it out, man. Yeah. It's a payphone. I know, you know? right? <laughs> like I miss this, phones. playing with it, you know. And it's like, yeah, oh, wow, you know, this is so cool. Yeah. What do you... Are you up for another season? I, we haven't heard yet, so we'll see. What are you working on, Raph? We decided the three of us aren't working. What are you working on? Oh, I'm working on a Shonda Rhimes show called Station 19 Ooh. about firefighters. Oh. ABC, yeah. So. Very nice. I just started about two weeks ago. I, it's, they're near the end of the season. I just came in. There were only like three or four episodes left, so nice. filling in for a little while on the end. So yeah, so that it's is, an hour long show. That is a nice thing about being an art director. You can hop around. It's like being a buyer. I know, yeah. Yeah. It's Gotta nice. It's kinda nice. I mean you really you can step in and you know you're you know, you step in, here I am. Let's finish yeah, this hey, up, everybody. New whatever. energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do we need to do? What do we need to fix? Who do I need to talk to in the mill? Yeah. Tiny, apparently. 
Is Tiny still working? I've met him once, but yeah? Yeah. Oh, nice. I, I hear he, he told me uh, that he was retired a year, but I don't really believe it. Oh, well. He does Mythic Quest too, doesn't he? Yeah, he's doing Mythic Quest now. And then he does, ha uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And then so it's, I mean, how many seasons can that show go, Cherry? How many times? <laughs> up for three more. Shut up. Right. We just did 15 and it's picked up for three more. So what I've always heard from you when we're talking about when you're on that show is, oh, it's kind of a mess because we're like block shooting this episode and we're cross shooting like four episodes. Like, it sounds like they make it a lot harder <laughs> than it should be shooting wise. Last year was really hard because they, you know, they want to keep the directors together. But this time it got really screwed up. Where It was very, it was hard this year. Yeah. It was hard, but... um. It was only eight episodes, and, and I think there was four blocks. You used, used to do we do ten, and we'd do five and five with a week off in between. This time we did eight episodes, and there was no time off, and every two weeks the director changed every two episodes, but then there was they never finished, and directors came back, and things got redone. And it, They had the same producer for all the seasons, and he retired during COVID, so there was a new producer, and he had to put his mark on it. I... Lovely, forget it. Tom Tom um, LaFaro I did a pilot and he was on it it was very nice I thought back way back when but yeah oh here I could see that we were tiring but I mean that show just won't it won't die it won't yeah <laughs> my son loves it it's on all the time it's on <laughs> it's on all the time yeah what always I love I used to watch it a lot what bothered me was, and they, they're from Philly. They didn't have the Philly accent. That it's always, always bothered me. Is there a Philly accent? No, not really. I mean, if they're all, they're not all. Maybe Rob has it a little Are bit. Are you from Philly? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it bothers me that, and the Goldbergs. It really bothers me that that kid doesn't. <laughs> he has like a Midwest accent, and it's Philly. But anyway whatever yeah so when you win in the adg award um don't forget to thank me um <laughs> no i do uh well, thank you and then norman Lear. yes please please if anything put me above norman um would you do it again oh yeah i'd love to i'd yeah. love to yeah. do it love to do the I'll golden do girls or something like that as well oh it was my great. god it was, it, was, it was such nice people. Such a great and great crew. It was like just a fantastic construction crew. Yeah, they were Damon Height, and it was all the Goldbergs construction crew. Oh, nice. Doing it. They were fantastic, and they loved doing it. So they were. They just had such a great attitude, and really, um, you know, just jumping in, and and they just loved, you know, looking at all the photographs and trying to match the molding, and what oh, does this new post look like? Does that is that what it, you know? Yeah, when yeah. you spark in excitement in a construction crew, you know you've won. Yeah. There's something going on, yeah. And yeah. I don't know if it was the show, if it was us, but it was Raph. Might, might have just been Raph. Probably uh, Raph. I used to go down there on a unicycle and juggle every day. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yes, we love this. Oh, my God, that's great. awesome. I would do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm going to – I've held you for way long. Uh, I'm, I'm, so you have – go eat dinner, and Raph can probably leave work now. <laughs> yeah, I get stuck in traffic. 
Oh uh, yeah, it's the perfect time to leave now, Raph. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, Ken. Yeah. You should have. You should. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you so much, and um, okay. but I, I I just want to bow down for a second to Jerry Kelter, who has been a complete uh, friend and inspiration um, for my young decorating days and just so nice and so honest and I and it's it's so uh rare to find someone who's not gonna bullshit you (laughs) and Jerry in a very kind way doesn't bullshit you where I don't have that trait but Jerry does so (laughs) I I I, I really enjoy our friendship I I do I do love a Jerry Kelter I must say (laughs) So thank you. Yes, we all do. Yes. We, we all do. That's very sweet. Thank you guys so much. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to put this up on Monday. Wasn't that fun? See that? It was like a little party. Um, it was fun. I don't, I mean, I've only done like big groups a couple times and it's, it's hard because you want to give everybody fair time and everyone has such good stories. <laughs> but yeah, I really should have Jerry on again, though, I think. I totally blew it by not asking her about Body of Evidence with Madonna. Totally blew that. And expanding more on Weekend at Bernie's. I need to hear more. <laughs> she has so many things I want to hear about. Um, multi-camera, which is what these three mostly work on, is a very specific in the way you design. And like you heard them talk about the camera lane or all the sets being in a row facing the audience. It takes a special design of the angles and specific decorating to get all of these characters' information into these main sets. Um, So I really love their work and and how they've all been able to to do that. So good luck to them at the ADG Awards. Again, voting ends March 3rd, and the ceremony is on March 5th. I hope you got an earful. I'm Kim Lana for Decorating Pages. Need a smoking hot Valentine's Day gift? Yeah, you do. Give your lover a stogie floaty luxury pool float and float in style. Available now on Etsy and stogiefloaty.com. <laughs>